Hello, this is Dan Bender, executive producer of the Singles Podcasting Network. Today, I would like to present a special edition of Single Living. On November 26, 2005, at Spenger's Banquet Ballroom in Berkeley, California, Susan Rabin presented her world-famous school of flirting in front of a live audience. At this event, Susan shared her fun flirting tips based on her new book, Lucky in Love. Please note that Susan gave the audience several assignments during the show and allowed enough time to complete each one. We have edited out much of that time so as to keep the podcast show moving. As you may recall, Susan Rabin was our very first guest on this show. And now, here's the host of Single Living, Rich Goss, to make the introduction. Thank you for coming. We did not anticipate such a big crowd. You know, the problem with singles parties is everybody comes late. They don't want to learn anything, so they always come after 9 o'clock after the speaker is done. But I guess they heard that a hotshot author was flying in from New York City, and they figured, gee, we may never get a chance to hear Susan Raven speak again. So you very wisely came in time to listen to Susan. So we, sorry for the delay. We had to add a lot more chairs. And uh, Susan is an old friend of mine. We've known each other for many years. She is the world's foremost flirt. She conducts her world-famous school of flirting all over the world. And wherever she goes, uh, people have a delightful time. You know, people have this attitude of, uh, f- towards flirting that it's you know, some difficult chore, that it's an unpleasant experience. And Susan is here tonight to dispel that myth. Her job tonight is to teach everyone how much fun it is to flirt. And if you can't have fun flirting tonight after listening to Susan's speech, then you've got some problems. Susan is the best-selling author of several books. Her first book was How to Attract Anyone, Anytime, Anyplace. Her next book was 101 Ways to Flirt. Her next book was Cyber Flirt. And her new book just came out this month, Lucky in Love, 52 Fabulous Foolproof Flirting Strategies, One for Every Week of the Year. This is just a little handout from Susan that I want everybody to have during her talk. This is nonverbal communication, body language, and it's the soften technique that she's going to be teaching you tonight. Susan's going to teach you how to flirt, and then we're going to have the final exam for the School of Flirting right here tonight during the dance party. You're all going to be tested on your flirting skills. We expect everybody tonight, A, to have a wonderful time. We expect everybody tonight to be on the dance floor nonstop all night long. Because if you can't have a room full of single people and they're all here to have fun and meet people, if you can't find a dance partner for every song of the night, then you were not paying attention to Susan's speech tonight. So we want everybody to take responsibility for being on the dance floor all night long and having a wonderful time. And the softened technique will enable you to succeed with that tonight. Okay. Boy, talk about putting pressure on an audience. Anyway, let me just tell you a little bit more about Susan. Susan is the one who flirted in bed with David Letterman on nationwide television. I don't know if you saw that episode. Since that time, she's been on all the talk shows. I'm sure you've seen her many times, whether you remember the name or not. She, of course, has been on Oprah and Donahue and Sally Jesse Raphael, Ricky Lake, Montel, CNN, Good Morning America. You name a show, she's been on it. Of course, there have been a lot of articles written about her as well, but I forgot what the articles were, Susan, so sorry. Anyway, without further ado, would you please welcome the world's foremost flirt, Susan Rabin. 
Good evening. I'm happy to be in California. You might notice I have a little accent. Good. I like this man. He doesn't notice it. I'm Susan Rabin, and I'm a flirt. And I'm proud I'm a flirt. Now, before you jump to any conclusions about flirting, I want to hear from you what you think the word flirt means. And you can just call it out. Flirt. Aggressive? Who said that? I want to, did you say that? You said aggressive? I did. You bet. I, I was going to kick her out, but you know what? She has to stay because she needs a lot of help. <laughs> a lot of help. What other word do we have? Fun. You, you are smart. You may stay. Fun. Everybody has fun? I wish that were true. I wish that were true, but I have had made a living out of helping people to have fun. We suffer in this country from a disease. It's called the disease of seriosity. We're too serious, right? This man is nodding at me. I like him already. Nodding at me. Unfortunately, now you may have the ability to have fun, and that's great. I really mean it. But a lot of people don't know how to have fun, and flirting is fun. Definitely fun. What else? Tease. Tease. You're going to be with her. <laughs> You're staying with her. Next. Playful. Thank you. Open. Good. You know, Rich, this is a very quiet crowd. I've got to liven them up. California is so subdued compared to New York. New York, they'd be saying, Fun, friendly, charming, aggressive, <laughs> obnoxious, tease, lousy, touch. Okay, now that's a very touchy subject, and I'm going to get to that later. It is a touch is a very touchy subject. Okay, would you like to hear my definition? My definition is acting amorously without serious intent. Now, the important part of that definition is without serious intent. If you put sand in your hand and you squeeze it really tight, what happens to it? It leaves. It falls out. But if you put it in your hand gently and let it rest, it stays there. It's the same with flirting. If you are really serious and you go out on a first date and you say, you know, I want to get married in a year. <laughs> or he says, you know what? I always have sex on the first date. <laughs> or she says, I have to have children. I'm fighting my biological clock. That is not an attractive first date. It's desperate. Nobody likes anybody who's desperate. Desperation shows. So flirting is light, it's playful, it's fun. It's the ability to make other people feel good. It's the ability to have a good conversation and be a good listener. That's what flirts do. And once upon a time when I started to write my book, actually, first book came out in 1993, and I started teaching flirting, believe it or not, in 1984. In New York City, nobody was flirting. They were hopping. There was a sexual revolution. They were going from bed to bed. Women liberation was screaming, I'm just as equal. And I started teaching flirting. And I did have an audience that was hostile. 
I mean, they would say aggressive, teasing, that's not nice, it's disgusting, flirting is a horrible thing, it's seductive, it's sexual. I don't usually hear that anymore. Now we know that it's a playful, fun art. And I would like to talk about how we flirt today, because I say, <laughs> I say, baby, you were born to flirt. And babies are the best flirts. Just think about it. They use their eyes. They use their smile. People are very attracted to babies immediately, and they're very flirtatious. What happens to us? Do you know? What happens to those babies when they grow up? Rejection. That's absolutely true. They start to be afraid of rejection. They've been rejected. They're afraid of being rejected. What else? I'm sorry? You get hardened. Is that what you said? Right. You get hardened. You get a shell around you. What else? Disappointment. Yes, you get disappointed. What else? Social? Okay, so how do you mean that? Oh, yes, right. Social. And, and how many people have been told never talk to strangers? Well, I think if you don't talk to a stranger, how are you going to meet them? Everybody is a stranger until you meet them. And shyness. People get shy. They retire. So I would like us to bring back that little baby, baby that's in us. Okay, now, I want to talk about um, the fact that if you're an interesting person and you're interested in others, they will become interested in you. Who is the most important person to you? Me. You, right? You. What's the prettiest sound on the word in the English language? Me. Me, my name, right? I, right. You know that old joke about uh, the guy who says, you know, that's enough talk about me. Let's talk about you. Now, what do you think about me? <laughs> it's always about me. So a very successful flirt knows that, and they're interested in the other person. Now, I'm not saying do it insincerely. I really don't think you should. I really think you should be interested in the other person because you learn things, you have a different point of view, and if it gets disinterested, you, um, you use my favorite four-letter word. Don't go there. Next. N-E-X-T, and you move on. But it's very important as a flirt to be interested in someone else because when you're interested in them, they are interested in you. It's a very simple rule. It just works every single time. And you can break down the toughest of people by asking them questions, by being interested in them, by saying things, by using my three conversational skills. You've heard of QVC? Well, mine is QCC, question, comment, compliment. You ask an open-ended question, what do you think of this? What do you think about uh, Johnny Cash movie? Didn't he sing really well? What do you think about it? Instead of, do you like this buffet, which is yes or no. You want to ask a question that makes the person respond. You make a comment. In New York City, I comment in the air. Comment to the air. Oh, my God, that bus is late. And you know what? Anybody have been in New York City? The buses always come two and three at a time. It's like a rule. It's ridiculous. You can be waiting and waiting, and then two or three buses come at the time. So I say that to the air. And if another person wants to pick up, they do. Or I go to a buffet and I say, oh, what a wonderful, delicious buffet. Those clams look just so wonderful. 
Somebody wants to say something, they say something. I've thrown the comment up in the air. And the last one, of course, is a compliment, which we're going to talk about later. Now, you have that little handout, soften, right? Body language is the first technique in flirting. Before you even open your mouth, uh, you really use body language. Now, there are three A's that I want to talk about in flirting. The three A's of flirting, you're all going to get an A, three A's on your report card at the end of the night because you're learning the three A's. The first one is attitude. It's okay to flirt. It's more than okay. I want everybody to try it. Get out from under that newspaper, say hello to somebody, try it. The second one is approach, and that's what soften is about. What is the first S? Smile. Okay, will you please turn to your neighbor and smile at them? And will you turn to the person behind you and smile at them? And will you turn to the catty corner person and smile at them? Now they're having fun. You see that? Everybody is smiling and they're enjoying it. How do you feel when somebody smiles at you? You know, it's almost an automatic reaction where even in my city, where people don't smile a lot, not because we're not nice people, we're wonderful people. It's just that we're in a rush most of the time. We're stressed. There's a lot of people walking on the street. But if you smile at somebody, what's the reaction? They smile back, right? It's automatic almost. Once in a while you get somebody who doesn't. But most people, you smile at them, they smile back. And that's a very important flirting skill. Now, there are lots of different smiles for different occasions. You know, you don't want to do what I call the wry smile. That's the one where you can't seem to part your lips. You know that smile? And I always think, what are they holding back there? And then there's the Cheshire cat smile. Now, that's idiotic looking. You don't want to do that. And besides which, you can't get arrested. People think something wrong with you. But there are different smiles, small smiles, big smiles, bigger smiles. And when you smile sincerely, it floods the entire face so that your eyes are smiling too. You've heard people say that smiling eyes because the entire face is smiling. I love these people here in California, Rich. They're nodding at me. Do you know how attractive that is? That's the N. Nod. I love when people, why do I love it so much when people nod at me? It's acknowledgement. What else? They're agreeing with me, which is wonderful. They understand what I'm saying. The, and you should make a nod part of your repertoire, a little nod. But I don't want you to nod too much because they'll think you have a tick. You know, you don't want to keep <laughs> nodding like that. But a little nod is wonderful. So what's the second one on the uh, list? Open posture. Now, that simply means to be open. Uh, you don't want to be too open, but you want to be open. You don't want to be curled up like this. You don't want to turn your shoulder like that. You don't want to keep your droopy head. You want to be open. I had a lecture once, uh, and this man in the audience was sitting there with his head down and all cramped up and his arms folded and tapping his leg. And when at the end of the lecture, he came up to me and he says, I really enjoyed your talk. And I said, well, you could have fooled me. He was totally closed up. Open posture, relaxed posture, not being stiff, very important. And if you don't know how 
You practice, and you ask a friend, how do I look? Am I slumping? Am I closed? Uh, mimic the, the actors that people think are you know, confident and attractive and sexy and flirtatious, and try to walk the way they walk. And then you develop your own style. What's the next one? Forward lean. That's instead of being stiff and back, you want to lean into a person. We're going to do an exercise later by being in sync. But I'm going to lean into him. I'm even going to open my palm instead of being stiff and back or closing my shoulder or keeping my palm down. It's part of the body language. What's the next one? Okay, we'll wait on that one. Hold the touch. What's the next one? Eye contact. Now, eye contact is actually the number one flirting skill. Number one. However, smile is universal. Eye contact changes in different cultures with different ethnicities. But, but the smile does not. It's universal all over the world. Eye contact. Turn to your neighbor and stare at him. Stare. Stare at her. Stare. Now turn to the person behind you and stare at them. Now turn to the person catty quarter and stare at them. How did that feel, staring? You like it? No. You know why? Staring is an aggressive it's the way the animal kingdom approaches their prey, they stare them down, and then they kill. That's the truth. And they tell you never to stare at a grizzly bear. Not that I would anyway, but they tell you don't stare at a grizzly bear. When you're staring, it's an attack. And if you see my first book, it says how to attract anyone, anytime, any place. It does not say how to attack anyone, anytime, anyplace. Flirts don't attack. They attract. So if I'm telling you that you shouldn't stare, I have to give you a different eye contact, don't I? The eye contact basically, and I'm going to make you do it, but if you're shy and you don't want to do it, it's okay. You're going to look at your neighbor, and you're going to hold it about three seconds. Peekaboo, I see you, and look down. Hello, I see you, and look down. If you want to cock your head a little bit, that's good, too. <laughs> you're not going to stare, but you're going to say, peekaboo, about five seconds, peekaboo, I see you, just like a baby does, right? Peekaboo, I see you, and looks around. And let's try it. Go. Peekaboo, I see you. Okay. You don't have a partner. Help him. Do it with him. Do it to the person behind you again. Pick someone out. Okay, I know it's a little uncomfortable, so I'll take you off the hook. <clears throat> it's learned. It's studied. There's been studies of doing it. By the way, women are usually the person who initiates the flirt. Even though the man is the one who comes over, the woman initiates it with the eye contact down, up and down. Not too fast, because then it's not trustworthy. Up and down, up and down. You've got beady eyes. What's the matter with the person? But slowly and then down, 
Is that person looking at me? Then you look away, look up a little bit. Are they looking at me? Look away, catch their glance for a second, look away. That is the flirting eye contact. And you think about your face as a triangle. You don't want to just hit the eyes. You want to look up a little, look down a little, play with the face, like an artist playing with the palette on a face. You do not want to have beady eyes, you know? And you do not want to have elevator eyes. Up the body, down the body, up the body, down the body. Those are no-nos. And when you do the peekaboo, <laughs> I think about that a lot. I, I once taught, I used to teach once upon a time, <laughs> and in my school there was this guy, and he walked into the elevator. His eyes were always at breast level. It was incredible. That's the way he looked. He never got up to the neck. And one of the things I do say, guys, and I really mean it, keep your comments and keep your, rather not comments, keep your looks above the neck. Women don't want to be sex objects alone. That's not to say they don't like sex, but they don't want to be treated only as sex objects, right? Right. And women, to the men, don't treat them as success objects. Don't, <laughs> don't say, what kind of car do you have? What do you drive? How much money do you make? <laughs> what kind of, you know, where do, what do you park your car? Where do you live? Where, because they see, right men? Gold digger. That's what they see. Those are just two general things. Anyway, you, when you do flirt with the eyes, and I want you to go home and practice this, and I want you to ask a very nice friend if they would indulge you to practice this. You want to do it slowly, very slowly. You don't want to do it quick. That's not attractive. Very slowly. So anything about the eye contact you don't understand? Anybody want to show us that is good at it? Okay, the, the longer your lashes are, <laughs> the easier it is, and the prettier it looks. Okay, what's the next one? Okay, we talked about nod. Now, we're going about, going about touch, but before we talk about touch, we're going to talk about personal space. And I'd like to have two volunteers, a man and a woman. Can I have somebody up here? Okay, hi, Sue. That's my name, Susan. And James. Okay, will you stand further back? Further back? Further back? <laughs> okay, now what they're going to do is they're going to walk toward each other till their level of comfort, and then they're going to stop, right? Go. <laughs> Very good. That make you comfortable? No. I made him do that. I asked him to do that to show you how invasion of space and getting too close can make a person extremely uncomfortable. You were very nice about it. You didn't go like that. You just held your ground, but you weren't feeling good. No. No, wasn't comfortable. Okay, let's try it again. Move it back a little, move back a little. Go. Okay. Could be a little closer, right? Okay. That's about enough. <laughs> That's enough, James. That's enough. Okay. If you put your hands out and shake hands, look at that. See that? It's about handshake apart is the comfortable distance that most of us are happy with. See that? That's natural for them. Okay. Now, will you shake hands? Eye to eye, smile, web to web. 
Well, I mean, web to. <laughs> I mean, the little crevices there. Okay. Is that too tight? No, it's fine. It's fine? Are you wearing jewelry? Yeah. Okay. If you squeezed her, women, what do you think about that? When they squeeze your hand and you're wearing jewelry? Hurts, right? Okay, so you don't want to squeeze, and you don't want to wiggle waggle, right? And you don't want to pump, <laughs> right? You want to have a firm handshake, look at each other in the eyes. Oh, isn't he polite? He just <laughs> nods. Isn't that nice? He bows a little. Is that a comfortable? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Now, one more thing. The flirting handshake. Ready? She takes her hand. Get, get, do the handshake. Do the handshake. She takes her hand, and she goes like this. She rubs and strokes <laughs> over his head. <laughs> Don't get too excited, James. Behave <laughs> yourself. She strokes slightly. And what is that saying? Not that I want to go to bed with you. That's not what it's saying. What is it saying? I like you. I'm enjoying a company. Maybe you'll ask me out. Maybe we'll have a drink. Maybe we can get together more. She's signaling him that there's more than just a handshake, right? She can do that. He has a little less leeway because he's a man. So he can take his hand and kind of either put it underneath, right, or put it on top, but he doesn't want to stroke, okay? No stroking for guys. Get it? That's a flirting handshake. It's a signal that I, it's just not a meeting. I want more. I really enjoy you. Okay? Thank you very much. Thank them. Give them a hand of applause. Now, what I'd like you to do now is with your neighbor, if you didn't sit next to somebody you like, you're in a lot of trouble because there's a lot of exercises with their neighbor. With your neighbor, shake their hand. And neighbor, tell each other what it feels like. If it's a good handshake or it's not. If it's firm but not too firm. If it's wimpy and wet like a fish. Now take someone else's hand. Let me see if I shake your hand. Good. My hands are cold. <laughs> okay, my hands are cold, she told me. Yours are warm, Bill. Okay, anybody want to make a comment on the hand? Oh, James, you're just all over the place. <laughs> anybody want to make a comment? No wiggle wears, wet fish, you know, squeezing. Anything else somebody observed maybe? How were the handshakes? Were they good? They're also, from men to women, by the way, they're showing equality. Once upon a time, a man took a woman's hand like this, you know, kind of half hand. Most women tell me they can't stand that, guys. They want to have the hand shook. They want to have equality. They don't want you to take half a hand. But if you're French, <laughs> it's okay if you kiss the hand and you happen to be French. Okay, the next exercises I want to do, and I'm not going to tell you the reason until we do it, it's called mirroring and mimicking. So it's going to take a little work here. We've got to stand up, we've got to get a partner, and we've got to face them. And each one of us, well, first one of the, the couple will do some acts. We'll just stand there. You'll talk. You're allowed to talk. And, you know, maybe sway a little bit or uh, brush your hair or whatever comes natural to you. And the other person will imitate it. 
exactly what you do, they do. You have your hands crossed, I have my hands crossed. You gonna stroke your hair, I stroke my hair. You gonna turn like that, I'm gonna turn like that. You're going to exactly imitate what they do. And then we're gonna switch. Got it? Understand it? Okay, stand where you are. Get a partner. If anybody doesn't have a partner, come up here. I'll get you a partner. Okay, pick one of the two of you. Go. That's good. You're on the right track. Yes, you're on the right track. Okay, sit down if you would. Some of you did that really well, I was able to observe. But there are reasons for this exercise, and I'd like to know if you can tell me what they are. You don't know, you don't have a clue. Well, then you're gonna find out. Yes. It breeds familiarity? Okay. Well, you, you're on the uh, track of what I want, but it's not said exactly that way, so let's see if it comes out. But you're absolutely on the right track. So you mean that's relaxing when you kind of just... You mean what we did is harder? Yeah, well, this is an exercise, and, it, you know, I put you under the gun, like with the... Yeah, you're right, right, yes. Yeah. More so than any other way that you're uh, interacting? Right. And if you see it in the other person, then what? <laughs> okay, that's interesting. I haven't had that before, but that's interesting, yes. James is going to the head of the class today. <laughs> what he said, if you didn't hear him, is it makes us conscious of our body language and the way we look. And so we can understand, right, the way we come across, which is exactly, one, not exactly, but that's one of the reasons for this exercise. You can see yourself. When you crossed your arms in front of your body and someone else did the same thing, what you're really doing is seeing yourself, your own actions, which may make you feel uncomfortable or comfortable depending on the action. I always tell people not to ape the person, just imitate. So I don't want you to do, er this is an exercise, but I want you to do every single thing because if they're chewing gum or doing this to their nose or twirling their ring or doing you don't want to imitate that that is very very uncomfortable makes the other person feel worse but to mirror and mimic one of the re reasons for this exercise is to see what you look like because we don't know how we look we don't know how we come across what's the other one the really big one getting in sync with the other person which is what you were hinting at the familiarity when you imitate somebody, it's the greatest form of flattery. So if I'm leaning forward and you're leaning forward, or I'm like this and you're like this, or I cross my legs and you cross your legs, it's very flattering. You're getting in sync. 
It's almost like a dance. For me, if I was with somebody British, is anybody here British? Yeah, you're British? <laughs> and I'm talking to somebody British. They're standing like this. Just generally, British people are less um, movement-wise. So they're standing like this, and I'm like, oh, you know, I really think, and I want to tell you, and, this, and I'm all over the place. We're not in sync. And what happens very often is the other person says, who is this creature? What is she carrying on there? He doesn't understand my body language, and I'm not in sync with his. So one of the very, very advantages of learning body language is to make yourself like them, and then they like you because you have sync with them, and you're alike. Does that make sense? Body language, really, really important. Somebody asked me what the third A is, and the third A is action. But before I talk about action, I want to talk about listening. I talk to you about conversation. I have a lot of conversational uh, hints in my book and a lot of listening and skills for that. But I have to tell you how I learned about listening. It's one of the most important skills there is. And you can see that I'm a natural talker, so I had to learn about listening. I was out with a man once. He was a very important man. Do you know how I knew he was important? He told me. I love it. I have ne never been in front of an audience that didn't know a man like this. He told me all night long. I have an important job. I have a car, car. I'm the head of my temple. I, I belong to this uh, Christian society. And, you know, I live in the nicest house on the block, in the nicest community in the neighborhood. And, you know, very soon into the evening, I... The clincher was when we ordered dessert and I ordered chocolate cake and he said to me, I would never have chocolate. I would never put sugar in my body. I, my body is a temple. That was it. That was it. I wasn't talking anymore. And most of the time I talk. So I just listened and I said, I did what I do, you know, in therapy. I go, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. All the evening, he took me home, and the beautiful part of this story is he said to me, you're such an interesting person. I'd love to go out with you next Saturday. I have tickets to Lincoln Center. I said to myself, interesting? He didn't even ask a question about me. He didn't even know who I was any more than when I went out. What made me so interesting to him? I listened to him. He had a wonderful time. <laughs> So listening is really important, the skill of listening, which is an action because listening is a very important skill. So the last one is action. And action means do something. You know, Nike made a fortune with that. Just do it. Act as if. Get and do something. One of the things that I like to do is ask you to have a prop or something that somebody can have a conversation with you. Where's that guy rich? See here, the one with the little handkerchief? Ah, there you are. When he was at the table, I said, that's really good. Rich has a little handkerchief in his pocket that says rich. That, <laughs> that's you. See that? And it's very easy for, first of all, you know his name, and it's kind of easy to be able to say, that's really interesting, or that's an unusual thing to do. Um, I had a man in my class once, very tall and good-looking, and he told me that 
he borrowed his mother's two toy poodles. And he used to take them out in the park. Of course, dogs are wonderful props. And he was, it was just a contrast, this tall, handsome guy with these two little poodles. And he picked up woman after woman. He said it was just wonderful. And then one day his mother said, I'm moving to California. He said, not with those dogs, you're not. <laughs> but I must tell you that t- the reason my third, fourth book was written, Lucky in Love, is because I was on Madison Avenue coffee shop. And a man opened the door for me, which is very nice. All you libbers, it's still nice to have a door open, man to woman, woman to man. And he, he stood next to me, and the waiter, it was very crowded, he said, are you one or two? And he turned to me and he said, would you like to be two? And I said, okay, fine. And we had a lovely lunch, you know, we talked, etc. And at the very end, I said to him, can you tell me why you asked for two instead of being one? He said, because you had that crazy pink hat on. I have this pink jockey hat. And you had a lovely smile. And I thought it would be nice. So when I left the restaurant, and I'm walking up Madison Avenue, I said, oh, my gosh. You know how many stories there are, how many I've heard, and so forth? So I decided I was going to write a book with the stories that people have told me through the years, and hints, and lessons. And one of the lessons is always have a prop. That's why we have T-shirts, we have dogs, even babies are great props if you tell them it's not yours, it's neighbors, your sisters. <laughs> so you must take action, you must do something, you must talk to strangers, flirt everywhere, how to attract anyone, any place, anywhere, everywhere. I talk to everyone, people say, where's the best place to flirt? Everywhere. Laundromats, cafeterias, supermarkets, wherever you go, you throw it out there. You don't wait for the special someone. You throw it out there. And if that's not the person, maybe they have a brother. Maybe they have a father. Maybe they know somebody else. Throw it out there. Make them know that you're a friendly, delightful, fun-loving, interesting person. And the last one that I told you was compliment. It's really important to compliment people. I don't think we get enough compliments in this world at all. We're stingy with compliments. So I feel that you need to compliment. Must be sincere, but compliment. And here's the compliment. You know about this. My mother said, if you have nothing nice to say, Susan, don't say say anything. Right? Well, I changed it. If you have nothing nice to say, find something nice to say. You can always find something. So again, turn to your neighbor and give them a compliment. I'm going to give you a compliment. I thank you very much for being a wonderful audience and giving me a California welcome. I thank you, and I appreciate it. You've been listening to Susan Rabin presenting her world-famous School of Flirting at Spenger's Banquet Ballroom in Berkeley, California, recorded on November 26, 2005. If you have any comments, questions, suggestions, or anything else about single living, please don't hesitate to contact us. Our email address is comments at singlespodcastingnetwork.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.